Hi, everybody. It's Neil and Cheryl Josephson from Family Life Canada. We want to thank you for tuning in and even more for investing in your parenting journey. We built this workshop for you to provide real hope, practical help, and proven wisdom for you and your family. Now, just listen, learn, and then live it. Hey, welcome everybody. I'm Ron Deal with Family Life Blended, and I want to spend a little time talking with you today about parenting and step-parenting in a blended family. The way we're going to go about this is I want us to talk about a very specific situation in order to make some general principles about working well together as bio-parent and step-parent and how you set up a system that allows the step-parent to, to move into their role, find their place within the family as time goes on within your home. So what do you do when a child says those infamous words, <laughs> you are not my mom or dad, I don't have to do what you say. Let's just take this a bit by bit and see what we can learn. First of all, in parenting, it's really helpful to look underneath words, to understand the meaning, to try to get a sense of what's going on behind the scene, if you will, so that, so that it informs your response. So this child says, you're not my mom or dad. First of all, let me just say the obvious, Captain Obvious here. It's true, step parent. You're not their mom or their dad. You're the stepmom or the stepdad. Now, I, this is really an interesting moment for a lot of people because they struggle with this thought that this child can push back and say, nope, I'm defining who you are. And it's not who you think you are. And by the way, that's part of the struggle here. Biological parents have clarity in their role with their child. You're my mom. That's it. End of story. You've been in my life since I was born. I, I'm your child. You claim me. I claim you. There's clarity to that. But step parenting is filled with ambiguity, right? You think you're one thing to the child and the child thinks you're another thing to them. And we have disagreements here. Therein lies the rub, that there's a gap between what you expect out of one another and how you define your relationship with one another. So when they say, you're not my mom or dad, it's painful. The reason this is such a hard moment for a step parent, because it's painful. Essentially, the child, at least it feels like they're saying, I reject you. You're not who you think you are. And I'm not going to let you hold that special place in my heart of being mom or Dad, you're somewhere outside of my heart. And that, see, that taps into the step-parent's longing and desire to be accepted in the family, to have a special role in your life. Step-parents often have tremendous goodwill toward their stepchildren. They want so much in this relationship with this child. They want to be an influence. They want to be a benefit, a blessing to this child. And they want the family to feel like family. And so the step-parent is striving for a lot. And when the child says, nope, that ain't happening, and you're not who you want to be in my life, it's painful. Now, I want to suggest to you that sometimes it's really not rejection. It just sort of feels like rejection. And it feels like this whole family agenda that you've been trying to accomplish ever since you married their parent is failing. And so this moment is really incredibly heavy. And so what do we do when we feel out of control and uh, like life is not working out like we want it? Well, I don't know about you, but we tend to go to one of a few things. We start blaming, we start shaming ourselves, we start trying to take control of the situation, and sometimes we just sort of escape and avoid it all. And some of us do all four at different times. 
that's sort of an interesting little thing for you to ask yourself about. But I think, interestingly, a lot of step-parents in this moment do the control thing. Oh, yes, I am your parent. (laughs) And now we're arguing about titles. Uh, I'm going to fill this place in your heart whether you want me to or not. Yeah, life doesn't work that way. Anybody ever come up to you and say, I'm the best friend you've ever had? And you're like, I don't know your first name. How are you my best? You can't demand that place in my heart. That's earned. Right. So arguing about titles actually just makes you look foolish. And it plays right into the little power struggle that's going on with the child. So that's really not helpful. Or how about taking control by coming down hard? All right. Well, then fine. You're grounded for life. Again, not helpful. All that does. All that does is just kind of ramp up the fuel in this little feud going on between the two of you. But notice what's going on underneath for you or for that step parent in your world, somebody you know, or your spouse. What they're striving for is acceptance. If I can argue my way into your heart, then you'll embrace me and we'll be family. I know it sounds really funny when you say it out loud because nobody knows, everybody knows that's not going to work. But that's sort of what happens in the moment, right? Because you're reacting at that point because of pain. This only backfires. So let me suggest that instead of letting the child tell you who you are, you let your Lord tell you who you are. You you let your identity in Christ inform who you are. You let your safety and security in your marriage, and I hope you feel that, married to the biological parent of this child, you let that inform who you are in this moment. And you don't have to fight to be something the child will not let you be. You instead just respond out of the truth that you are a person of worth and value. And Jesus can tell you how to respond to that. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. How about some self-control in this moment and put that on? Don't let the teenager or child define you. Let your identity in Christ define you. So we're going to take a deep breath. Wow. And you're going to choose to respond to this child rather than react out of pain to the situation that's happening in the moment. Now, I want to go on to the second part of this little statement, say a little more about what you're going to do practically. How do you respond in this moment? Uh, But before I do that, let me just point out that sometimes this you're not my mom, dad thing really is a power play. I'll never forget uh, sitting down one day counseling a family. Stepdad walked in. We've been working on a few things, walked in, sat down in session. And he said, man, gosh, here I'm making all this progress. At least I thought I was. And just the other day, my he had a 15-year-old stepdaughter. After 11 years, she says to me, you're not my dad. I don't have to do what you say. He goes, what in the world is that all about? And he was really taken back by it. What was he feeling? Pain, rejection, right? All of that was processing. It was, it was washing over him like a giant wave. And he's totally flooded by that moment. And we're like, okay, come on, let's take a look underneath. What does this mean? Is this, have you had a great relationship? Yes. You know, for 11 years, we've built, we've worked hard. We've come to a good place. Now she pulls this. Yeah. She's pulling that out of thin air because it's a power play. She looked around and found a trump card in her back pocket. Oh my goodness. You know what? I can use this. You're not my dad. Anytime I don't like how things are going, I could just play that card and I win. Yeah, well, they only win if you are overwhelmed by that pain and you react and fight and argue and play into that moment. No, take a deep breath, fire off quick prayer, let the Lord remind you who you are, respond out of the truth of who you are, not out of who they say you are, 
and calmly respond. We'll get to that in just a moment. There's another part of this statement. I don't have to do what you say. That's an authority statement. Because you're not my mom or dad, because you don't hold a special place in my heart, there's no authority to who you are, and so I don't have to do what you say. Okay, let's be real about this, step parent. Early on in this child's life, especially when you're trying to earn your relationship with them, you're right. You don't have the authority of a parent, mom or dad authority, but you do have some authority. But nature of the fact that you're an adult, I mean, that gives some authority to who you are in a child's life. But there are levels of authorities in all of our lives. You have a boss. You have somebody who tells you what to do and you obey, obey. You respond because of who they are. It's not because you love them. It's not because you have this deep, intimate affection for who that person is. They're your boss. There's a positional authority there that grants them authority. Children have tons of authorities in their life. They have coaches on a soccer field. They have teachers on the first day of school. They have principals. They have youth pastors who say, we're going on a retreat and I'm in charge. The whole time we're there because your parents aren't around. Kids have babysitters when they're young. Camp counselors, when they go for two weeks in the summer and here's some 19-year-old they've never met who's in charge of them during that entire time. Kids have lots of positional authorities in their world. And this is something we're going to utilize as a step-parent, biological-parent combination in order to help the step-parent find their way through this, uh, uh, this journey of establishing a relationship with the child. Now, this is a chart taken right out of one of my books called The Smart Step Family. And, and I really want you to just get the big picture of this. We're not going to get into all the details, but, but notice up and down here, we have what's called the degree of authority to discipline a child. How much authority do they grant you? You know, you stop and you think about the people in your world. You've maybe had mentors that in the, when you first were getting to know them, they were somebody you kind of respected, but then over time, they really spoke into your life and you gave them more and more authority to speak into your world. And that meant something to you, but that's still not your dad. They're still not taking the place of a mother or some, no, it's just somebody you, you grant some measure of of position to so that they can speak into your life. We all get this. We have uncles or aunts or cousins or people that are special to us. and We sort of let them speak into our lives. That's this degree of authority to discipline. Now, a biological parent on day one has what we might call high parental authority. And look, they always have and they always will. That doesn't change. Biological parents, that's your strength in a blended family environment. But where do step parents come in? On day one, their level of authority is quite a bit lower than the biological parent. It's sort of like being a coach or a camp counselor or a teacher on the first day of school. I use the term babysitter role right here. You'll see why here in just a minute. It's sort of that notion that you get handed some power to be in charge for a certain window of time while the biological parent is not around. That's essentially what babysitters do. And so you have some authority. It's just not a lot. So when the child says, you're not my mom, I don't have to do what you say, and it brings to light how truthful that is, some step-parents go, oh, yes, I am, and they try to be this, and everybody knows that's not who you are. So be okay with this. We're going to utilize this. My wife's a teacher. You think on the first day of school? She has any authority? Well, yeah. By nature, the fact that there's a school system and children sort of understand how things work and teachers are in charge in this space, in this time. But you walk out of that space and walk out of that school schedule and 
you step into a space like a your living room of a house or a child's living room, and all of a sudden the teacher has far less authority in that space, especially when the other adults are around, when biological parents are around. See, see, we just gotta we gotta understand that so that we play into how a step parent then is going to move forward. So let's talk about the response in light of that reality. Okay, here's your response. We're going to take this line by line and flesh out what it represents as well. First of all, you're right. I'm not your mom or your dad. Now, let me just point out something that's behind the scenes. You have to calm down. (laughs) I know it's a little funny when I say it out loud. You have to respond calmly. And that's the difference. That, That is the parenting challenge that I think a lot of us really struggle with. I know all of us at some point will will challenge, will struggle with responding calmly to our child. This is how we keep from being hooked. This is how we stay in charge of a moment that is getting out of control. You're never in control of your child. Never. Their heart, their attitude, their behavior, And a parent who constantly tries to control is a top-down parent, and you're going to have more and more pushback and power plays, and it's always going to work against you and against the child's development, especially their moral, spiritual development. Now, what we want to do is come alongside them and be in charge of ourselves and the environment such that they then make choices and decisions and learn from them. That's our strategy. By the way, isn't that the way God parents us? Yeah, I think so. He's never top-down comes beside, loves, encourages, nurtures, provides boundaries and limits and teaches us why there's boundaries and limits and then invites us to make our choices. And hopefully we learn a few things from them and continue to come back and make better choices. That is the process of growing and developing. And that's what we're going to do. And being calm in our response is how we set up the environment where we're in charge of us and more in charge of the moment than anything else. Everybody agrees in the child development world that the best thing for a dysregulated child, a child who is out of control, a child who's making poor decisions, a child is angry or having a difficult moment or whatever, then the best thing for a dysregulated child is a self-regulating adult. Now, the Bible calls that self-control, where you're in charge of you in such a way that it provides strength to the moment with this. That helps a child also self-regulate. When you are self-regulating, it invites them to calm down, begin to manage things a little bit differently. But when they ramp up and you ramp up, now things are escalating and neither one of you is in control and things are out of control. So you always have to calm down, respond out of the truth of who you are in Christ, like we talked about, out of the truth of who you are in this family, at least to the biological parent, if not to this child, and just out of your own integrity in that moment. That's what you're going to calm down and try to respond out of. By the way, that does steal the little uh, air out of the child's balloon. You know, (laughs) Their reactivity and anger and whatnot can be so powerful unless you just don't let it be. So in this moment, you're not my dad. You don't have to, it feels like rejection and you're going to choose not to respond out of rejection. You're going to respond out of truth. You're going to calm down and you're going to respond in a way that does not equal their level of, uh, of anger. And so that's slowing down this whole process. But in order to do that, 
let me just say, you got to hold on to your pain. You got to hold on to that part of you that does feel rejected, that part of you that's feeling a little hopeless about this family and where things are going and how frustrated you are. Again, say a prayer, take a deep breath, ask God to help you, and then respond and say, you're right. I'm not your mom or your dad. And that's just the starting point. You're just acknowledging, correct. I'm not your mom or your dad. I'm not going to argue with you about who I am and who I'm not. (laughs) By the way, you're giving them something, I think, in this moment. And sometimes the truth is something worth giving to a child. You're trying to use something against you and they're twisting it. Yeah, all of that. But it's true. You're not the mom and dad. You don't need to argue about that. All right? Let's just acknowledge that. And then you say, but we're a team. Your parent and I, the biological parent and I, let's say you're a your stepdad and your mom and I were a team. And if they were here, they would tell you. Now notice what you're calling upon here. You're saying, I want you to know that your mom and I decided together. We're a team. It's not that mom gets to make all the rules because you're a stepdad and you don't have any say or that the stepdad, you know, no, it's not all of that. It's you're still a team and behind closed doors, you talk, you negotiate, you, you wrestle through how you're going to try to do things as a family and you set those limits and boundaries and expectations as a team. And now here you are, you just happen to be walking that out. And so you say to this child, we're a team. By the way, it's really great if at other moments, the biological parent is also communicating to this same child, hey, look, your stepdad and I, we're a team. Because it's reinforcing from the biological parent who holds the most. Remember, they had the most amount of, of influence in the child's life. Who, who, when they reinforce that, then it's really helping the, the, the child to see that this is really important. We're a team. I know what to say because we're a team, and I'm going to walk that out. If they were here, they would tell you themselves that you got to clean your room. That's what I've asked you to do. you got to clean your room, and everybody in this house has to clean their room. That's the next one. These are the household rules. Everybody cleans their room, and you know that, and I know that. I take care of my stuff. Your sister takes care of her room and her stuff, and you got to take care of your room and your stuff. You see, the step-parent is by extension, sort of like a babysitter. When the, when the parents are away, the babysitter's in charge. By extension, I get to carry forward these household rules. I get to, because I'm a part of this team, ask you in this moment to clean your room. I can have that expectation. Not because I'm your parent, but because by extension, I'm a part of this team and your parent. You're calling on the power, if I could say it that way, the authority of the biological parent to push forward clean your room. Now, this is where sometimes I get step-parents who push back and go, wait a minute, I'm the man of the house. I'm paying for everything. I'm responsible for these kids and sort of fall into that. Yeah, you're arguing with me again about who you are and who you're not. You know, there are male teachers who never say to a child, I'm the man of your life. I, that didn't work. No, everybody knows there are limits to a teacher's authority in a child's life. You got to embrace this, but then use what you can within it. Initially, your power comes by being an extension, the biological parents supporting that behind the scenes and conversation and dialogue with their child. And that's really helpful when the chips are down in this moment. And then you say, so here's your choice or here's what I'm going to do. At this point, step parent, focus on what you're going to do. So in the situation of child doesn't want to clean the room, I don't have to do what you say. I don't have to clean my room. You can just say, okay, you're right. I'm not your mom or I'm not your dad. 
But if your mom were here, she would tell you to, you'd have to clean your room because that's the household rule. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you have a choice. You can either clean your room or if you refuse, we'll use your allowance and we'll pay your brother to do it, your sister to do it. Somebody else will get it done and you'll just go without your allowance. Whatever that consequence is that you choose to follow through with at that moment, step parents can follow that through. On your own authority? Nope. It's sort of borrowed power. It's, bo it's in teamwork. You're an extension of, but you're still able to get it done. You're not totally disempowered. You're not powerless. Your strength in that moment comes from your relationship with their parent. And you can walk that out. Now, that's how you get stuff done. You don't argue over your title or how important you are in their heart or how important you wish you were in their heart. That can't be the moment. You just got to deal with the behavioral moment. Sort of like a teacher on the first day of school who says, all right, everybody sit down and be quiet. It's time for us to get started. You have some influence and some authority, but there are limits to it. And we're going to walk within what you're able to do. By the way, a couple of quick tips. At the end of this whole exchange with this child, however it plays out, whether they clean the room, whether they don't, check in with your spouse, have a little conversation, right? You're constantly as husband and wife, as team, talking with one another about what happened. Here's what I did. How would that go? Is there something I could do a little differently? Learn from one another. You're, you're refining your process as parent and step-parent over time. You're being team and supporting one another. Very important for the biological parent to come along and, and hear that and try to support you and in, encourage their child next time. Boy, sorry you didn't clean your room. Um, we're using your allowance to get it done. Next week, we'll let you make that decision again. I'd suggest you clean your room next time or turn and walk out of the room. That sort of support of the step-parent is really important and helpful over time. Now, there's a couple of things that will sabotage this whole process. And one of them is not being unified as biological parent and step-parent, not having those conversations before during and after, not, not checking in with you, not working hard to be a team with one another and supporting each other behind the scenes and in, in dealing with the children. That will undercut this because then the step-parent doesn't know what to do. They don't know what the household rules are because they weren't part of the conversation or the household rules seem to change all the time. And that brings me to my second thing that will really undercut this whole process. And that's a biological parent who, well, sometimes just gets paralyzed by the guilt they feel for all their child has been through, by uh, feeling sorry for their kid who's, again, having to deal with another change and another rule and another thing they have to deal with, another step-parent conflictual moment, all because I chose to get married or because of something that happened in the past. That whole guilt and, you know, trying to make up for it thing can be so paralyzing for a biological parent. No, you need to recognize that it, what's best for your child to move through the grief and heartache of life in the past, because that's there and that's legit. What you do to help your child move through that is to lovingly require them to continue into obedience in the present, gently setting boundaries and following through with those things and consequences, whatever comes as a result of that, in order for them to figure out how life's working now not just living in the past in sadness and using it as a guilt trip, but figuring out how to be a team player in the family today. That's what helps them move through their grief about the past. So don't be paralyzed by that. 
you've really got to come alongside your spouse. You've got to follow through and you've got to expect the child to follow through. Well, listen, I hope that this has been helpful for you. This is what we do at Family Life Blended. We have all kinds of resources to try to help families, lots of books. We've got a Family Life Blended podcast. We'd love for you to tune into over 100 episodes at this time. Uh, we've got a whole video series based on my book, The Smart Step Family. You go to that web address and you can watch it for free. How's that? You can watch it individually as a couple or you can share it with some other people in your church or your community. This is what we do at Family Life Blended. We're so glad to be able to help and bless you a little bit. Tell a friend. Hopefully this will be a blessing to you as you move forward in your family. God bless. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you're feeling encouraged and that you have some new tools to try out in your own parenting. Before you go, we want to remind you that our team is here for you to respond to your parenting questions and especially to pray for you. So please email your questions and any prayer requests you might have to questions at familylifecanada.com. We really do want to help.